Tim and Tom. Man, Tom, I... Okay, so I got sick this week, right? I, I had like a chest cold and a, and a like clogged up sinuses. You know, I think we talked about this on the last episode even. I was still sick, right? Well, mm-hmm. after that... I start getting a pain on the side of my face, right? Just my whole side of the face, my ear hurts, teeth hurt. And I was like, ah, and I start kind of messing around. I was like, I think I have an ear infection, right? So I go to a urgent care doctor, middle work, tell my boss, sorry, deal with it, right? Got to go to the doctor, get some medicine, take a week's worth of amoxicillin, right? And everything's feeling good, except uh, I start noticing the last couple of days, every time I eat, I get this crazy pain, like somebody's like scraping a fork on the inside of my mouth on, on that side, right? And then it goes away, like after I'm done eating. And I was like, well, now I've got a dental problem. So then today, uh, I'm thinking, well, I hope the podcast fans will be able to understand me because I think I'm going to have a numb face and they're going to have to drill my face. But they didn't. Uh, just a sort of, there There was a laceration of something, right? I either probably stabbed it with a food or, or, you know what I mean, misjudged brushing teeth or something because I don't know what I'm doing with my hands. And uh, got like a cut that just has gotten inflamed, right? Yeah. So, so that's been my fun, like, physical health. But you know what else we've been doing uh, this weekend and stuff, Tom? We've been kind of doing a little early spring cleaning where we've been selling a bunch of old stuff we've had laying around, right? We had an old stove and microwave from our kitchen remodel. We've got some old stools that we're not going to use. We've got, right? So my wife starts going online doing the Facebook Marketplace. You ever done this? No, absolutely not. On there? No, you never buy anything online unless you happen to go to Amazon and you want to use the Tim and Tom link. And even then so, have a friend, hold your hand, but so, no, no, you now, never buy things online or put selling? stuff on sale. See, no, so here don't you go. do either. So she, I don't like to do it. I don't want to do it. I fight her every time. And it becomes a point of like contention because I get angry at that. I don't want to do it. Right. Cause I don't want to meet these people. I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to haggle with them. And invariably <laughs> that is what happens. Right. We have one well, hold guy. On, hold on, hold yeah. on, hold on. You don't like to ever talk to people. So it's not like the haggling thing or like selling thing. I love, no, 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 no. I love talking. No, but here's what I'm talking about. Hold on, hold on. Let's go back to, I don't want people knocking on my door. I'm buying a piece of land so I don't have neighbors. And now you don't like selling things. Mm -hmm. Hmm. We're starting to see a theme. I don't want a forced conversation trying to sell me stuff. I don't want a forced conversation trying to swindle me i don't want to force con- these are the conversations i don't want right i love this conversation that you and i are having i love a work conversation where i'm like hey um, man i don't love those but you know what i mean like i i i mm-hmm. happily have like hey man we've got to get this x y and z report done and stuff mm-hmm. like that i don't mind any of those conversations but what i do mind is hey i've got these uh these stools right uh 20 bucks all right cool I'm going to buy them. Can you hold them till five o'clock tonight? No, it says no holds on there, right? If somebody calls, comes and gets these things, they're sold, right? And they're like, okay, um, hold them for me. And you're like, no, I'm not. And they're like, yep, cool. I'll be there at six. And you're like, if you're here at six, if I've still got the stools, you will have them, right? But if somebody else comes before them, they will have them. And then you'll mark it as sold because somebody else came and got them, right? And then that person's like recontacting. They're like, why did you do that? I said it was coming at six. Now you've got to like block this person. This happens on almost every item we did, almost every item we put on there, somebody was upset about it over like $10 stools or like just a weird situation. And I was like, this is exactly why I don't want to do this. And yeah, but man, don't just don't, don't do that, Tim. Tim, I don't would rather do donate it. I would rather go donate it to somebody needy. You know what I well, mean? Well, okay, but don't just uh, – nope. 
Nope. So why, why Interaction it... should be organic. It shouldn't be forced right. through right. online transactions. Right. Nope. Or Jehovah's Witnesses nope. showing my door like I was saying I didn't like earlier. <laughs> well, I don't mind that because that's a human interaction. It's a face-to-face, hey, you want this? No, I don't. But the whole online thing, people act so different online oh, than so in face-to-face. So, so I try to limit all oh, yeah. interactions well, like we, that. Our first with, thing, too, was somebody was like, well, we can come pick it up. And we're like, Mm-mm, we will meet you somewhere right yeah you know what I mean? never, like, uh, yeah go to a well, and so trip. one of never. these things was a dryer so i got some of these people going like well i want to see if it works right and we were like i get that this is a bit of a inconvenience but if you get it home and it does not work you have yeah you can contact me you know what i mean like it's right there like my name is right you know what i mean you know who i am like it's right here you you've got all the evidence you need take screenshots right now right like you can come back just tell me like it works i know it works but i'm not inviting you to my house and moving my my new dryer out of the way and plugging my old one in so you can make sure it works for $50. You know what I mean? Like, beat it, man. Right. You want this or not? Like, get yeah. out of here. Yeah. Don't, so that's what I I do. don't. That sucks for you. Oh, hey. But we did have a, a swim trunk soccer game, and he uh, they won this one. Uh, I told you about the first one of the indoor soccer where they got beat about 20 to nothing. Uh, it was kind of the inverse mm-hmm. of that. They, they laid the whooping down. About, it was probably about 13 to, I don't know, maybe two. Uh and they look like a well-oiled machine. So, uh, swim trunk soccer, getting back into gear, man. We've got another game this weekend coming up, so we're excited. And for new listeners, swim trunk is his son. Yeah, we just call him swim trunk because it's an inside joke from when I visited their house. So, anyhow. When, when, that's, my, that's, when my nine-year-old son beat Tom in basketball in a, in a swim trunk and nothing else. That's his opinion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, anyhow, that's who we're speaking of for the in new your defense, listeners. you had knee problems. Yeah. yeah, and shoulder problems. And Remember, shoulder I just problems. had shoulder surgery. Uh-huh, and basketball yeah. skill problems. Swim trunk. Right. Anyhow, um, that's great. Good for him. I like that. Good yeah. for him. He can go talk some trash to some kids his own age. How he about will. that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what, that's, that's what I work with him on, right? His coach can teach him the soccer skills, but I work on the trash talking and the aggressive mental intimidation of an opponent. And developing the brand because that's a 2018 thing. We all have that, brands. That, and I encourage him to not listen to the coach and do for himself, right? Like, this is your time to shine. Uh, if there's a scout out there, they're watching you. Right, they're right, watching you. They're not watching this team. Tim and Tom. I uh? had a test today. Yeah, you told me about this. This was long. You took a test all day. So, eight thirty to three is how long it took me to take seventy questions. So, for uh, the people who have listened to past episodes, uh, you have heard that I just recently got a new job. Um, and I went through three weeks of training and they make sure that you know your stuff before you get out on the floor. Cause I do it troubleshooting. So obviously if there's an issue, we don't need to be reactive. We need to be proactive. Uh, so they make sure that, you know, the system inside and out, they give you a 70 question, uh, test it's interactive and it's a lot of fill in the blank with like name the four ways to do this, name the six ways to do that. And yeah, like I said, 8.30 a.m. took me till 3 p.m. Uh, I got, out of 293 points, I got 291. All right. Passed with a 99%. And I even protested the result because the two questions that I missed were, okay, tell me this. Tell me this. Mm-hmm. And any for, for anyone that's still in uh, college or high school, you know, going through the educational system, you you let us know on Tim and Tom Facebook or Twitter. Uh What you think about this. Yeah. Yep. So the question was, 
which one i won't give the exact question but it, it was phrased this way which which is the best option to complete this task right mm-hmm. now if i ask you that question and i give you a b c d what's your logical response that it's one answer right right no you picked more than one but it wasn't specified like select all that apply oh so yeah the, so the two questions yeah, you said and i was the like best yeah and so i said i was like wait a minute, it says choose the best option. And she's like, well, you're supposed to select all that apply. And I'm like, well, then that's not what it says. Yeah, it didn't say plural. It said singular. Choose the best option. Yep. Right. So I would have ripped it up. I would have ripped it up and be like, retake. Yeah, no. So the two that I missed uh, were both questions where I should have chose more than one answer, uh, but it was not specified in the question. And so anyhow, I passed with 99%. So now I get to do my job. Woo. Right. What, what a relief. Now I get to work. Now you get to go make some other guy a lot of money. Yeah, that right. was great. Yeah, that was my day. Um, also, what I did uh-huh. is on uh, this past Tuesday night, which was the 6th, February yes. 6th, yes, as of this I'm recording, jealous. we went to SmackDown. So uh, my girlfriend and I uh, are going to celebrate, assuming we get there, because you never know, any day I could just be kicked to the curb. Uh, for no, for no reason other than because. Right, exactly. Right, I mean, just, look at her, look at me. You know what like, I'm saying? You know what, man, I tried. and I'm dating up is what I'm saying. Right, yeah. <laughs> We're going to be celebrating our two-year anniversary. Wow. But two she, years, uh, okay. Yeah, she is getting me, or she got me, excuse me, a anniversary gift. And it was floor seats to SmackDown oh. at the Sprint Center. Uh, it was fantastic. Got to see a local wrestler, Matt Fitch. Yeah, uh, he was in there. Fitchit, Matt, Matt right. Fitchit. Unfortunately, my good friend and past uh, guest of the show, Anthony Sharkbait Gutierrez, was backstage but was not medically cleared. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did get to meet John Cena, mm-hmm. Gold Dust, uh, you know, all the big names. So, uh, but anyhow, SmackDown was amazing. It was so much fun. First time I got to see guys like Nakamura, mm-hmm. uh, hometown guy who I've seen before, but hometown guy. Uh, Baron Corbin was in the uh, what's called dark main event, which means after the television show's over, they do like a specialty match just for the crowd that's there. He was involved in that. Uh, got to see some guys wrestle on the big stage. That was really heartwarming for me. So it was AJ Styles and Bobby Roode. And specifically why I got so little heartfelt touched by that is I remember driving to a show. This tells you how much of a pro wrestling fan I am. I drove to a show from Independence, Missouri to Topeka, Kansas in a snowstorm to watch AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. And the co-main event was Bobby Roode versus Jeff Jarrett. There were 35 people at this show. Mm -hmm. And now here we are at SmackDown so many years later, sold out to the rafters. I'm on the floor watching Bobby Roode, watching Uh AJ Styles perform. It was great. So anyhow, that was really cool. Uh, and overall, man, it was a really fun night. Did you get to see the show? Did you see me, Tim? Um, I have only started it and not finished it, right? Because I've been so focused on getting this podcast out for the listeners. But I will tell you, um, you know, uh, Tom, uh, I'm glad to hear that uh, Emily, that this trip for you to SmackDown was a present from from your wonderful girlfriend for your impending two-year anniversary, um, possibly. Um, that, because... I'm going to say, I was thinking, you know, man, Tom got a girlfriend and suddenly I'm no longer sitting with him at SmackDown. You know, this, you know, this must be serious because the previous girlfriend, you know, we still sat, you know, I was still invited, 
You know, I was like, man, man, Tom. Well, you know, well, hold man, on. Let Tom. me clarify. Oh, let Tom. me clarify. Tom, my heart. Let me, well, let me clarify. <laughs> the wonderful listeners of our past podcast actually provided the funds for that us to true. buy those tickets. That is so true. that's a different cir- circumstance. That's true. And, and, and our and our ex-employer where we met funded one of them one time. That's true. Right. That's true. So, yeah, mm-hmm. there's different circumstances. Okay. All right. Yeah. You know. I'll, I'll forgive it, you know, because I, 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 you've hurt me enough times already that I'm, you know, I've soured and I'm used to it by now. Well, hey, you don't like human interaction. I figured you would have got upset with all the people around you. So, you know, you know I, I was I doing you a favor. You, the listeners can, in the next segment here, uh, the way that you plan to repay me uh, coming up on Valentine's Day. So stay tuned Definitely. when we talk to uh, the folks at Wayside Waves. Yeah. So our next uh, segment, we're going to have uh, kind of a looking forward uh our next segment is with wayside waves the communications director and boy i tell you what if you want to get us talking you talk about dogs especially me and it's a great interview so stay tuned for that but yeah going back to the smackdown show i did get some text i did get some facebook messages that said we see you because i was wearing my black and green boulevard hat i was right behind the announcers i was getting on the floor seats it was amazing it was fun um and i had such a great time yeah, it was amazing. It was so much fun. I tell you what, I loved it, loved it, loved it. I mean, wrestling is obviously, you know, something I've been watching for uh, 30 years, which seems incredible to say. But, uh, yeah, and I loved it. It was great. Oh, so for half your so life? that was the, yeah, right. half my life. Right. I've been uh, watching <laughs> pro wrestling. Right. Um, but, yeah, so that was the highlight of the week. And then, obviously, uh, passing that test. Because I was highly stressed. I tell you what, the last three weeks of my life has been just studying every night. So I've been working 8.30 to 5.30, and then I come home, I eat, and then I study for two hours, and then I wake up, and then we get quizzed on the information uh, from the previous day, and then it all uh, came to a head with all of the information and the 70 questions Mm -hmm. uh, on today. And then guess what? Tomorrow is the all hands, they call it, an all yeah. hands meeting, which is basically just like, a, hey, 2017 was a great year for us, blah, 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 sure. blah. But guess what? It's at the Marriott. So how Ooh. cool is this? I get, yeah. I pass, so now I get to start work, but my first day of real work is going to the Marriott. Yeah, it's and we get drink fun. tickets. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How fun is that? Yeah. Love my life. Uh, love yeah, it. That's great. Yeah. I love everything about my life. <laughs> Well, because honestly, if you think about it, I got really fortunate because the next training class starts next week. So they're just going to hear on Monday about how cool Friday was. (laughs) You won't get this till next year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Have fun with that. 2019. Some of you are going to get fired for then. (laughs) Tim and Tom. Did you watch this Super Bowl? Oh, I watched every minute of the Super Bowl, and it was super fun. This was a really fun Super Bowl. Kind of peeking behind the curtain, uh, Tim and I, every second of the game, though, was like, <laughs> okay, so this is when the Patriots were. Right. Like, and honestly, Monday morning, Doug Peterson and Nick Foles woke up in a in a cold sweat thinking Tom Brady still had the ball with two minutes <laughs> yeah, left and a chance to win. Because right. that's what the Patriots do. They always do that. Yeah. And this is every, just play, we, every play, yeah. you and I would break down, okay, so it'll be an interception, and then Tom Brady gets the ball, and he'll score 14 points in one touchdown, and the game will be over. <laughs> just the whole time. Yeah, I, it was it was incredible. And, and, yeah, it was one of those rare times 
so there are other two Super Bowl losses, everyone, even though they have some Super Bowl wins that were kind of flukish, but their two Super Bowl losses were kind of flukish, right? You had that Last huge, inc- yeah. well, you had that huge, incredible catch from Tyree that like stuck to his, his helmet. helmet. Yep. Then you had the next big play from Eli in the second Super Bowl. Those are the two Super Bowls they lost. And so you kind of just thought, even going back to last year's Super Bowl with them coming back uh, down 28-3 to against the Falcons, they're like, okay, the Eagles, here they go. This is how they lose because it's the Patriots. And it was it was so bizarre and almost surreal to see, like, oh, the time's, the time's up. Yeah. Like, I, that's it. You know what I think was amazing to watch during the whole Super Bowl? was how much fun the Philadelphia Eagles seemed to be having the whole time. Like, Doug Peterson was like, this is great. You know what I mean? Like, Nick Foles was just like, he was so calm and just like, Nick Foles came in like he was just your neighbor and he was like, hey, what's up, guys? You ready? To, we're going to go win the Super Bowl now. You cool? All right. All right, let's go do it. All right, cool. And then just did it. Like, and then it was just like, hey, we did that. That was fun, right? Like, it was amazing. And then did you see uh, the the now infamous and will probably go down in, uh, you know, folklore legend, I yeah. guess you would say, or, you know, it's going to go down as one of the greatest plays in NFL history, the fourth down play where it was a trick play that ended up with the wide receiver throwing the touchdown to Nick Foles. Nick Foles called for that play. So yeah. it was the fourth down. He goes to the sideline. He goes, apparently the call, the the play is called Philly Philly or, or Philly special, whatever it yeah. is. And he goes, Philly special? And Doug Peterson was like, yeah, yeah, yeah let's do that. Yeah. It's fun. Because <laughs> and they did it, it's and it fun. worked. Yeah, because you I see Doug Peterson, Patriots. he's like, he's zoned in. It's fourth and one, right? They call timeout. He's looking at his thing. I'm sure somebody's talking in his headset. And, again, Nick Foles, like I said, just calm walks up, and he's like, hey, Philly, Philly. And you see Doug Peterson just look up real quick like, what? And he goes, yeah. And, and it registers. He doesn't even say it again. It just registers. He goes, yeah, yeah, let's do it, yeah. And he's like, hold on. And he like starts telling everybody. And Foles didn't even wait. The moment he said, yeah, the first time, he was already turning around walking. That's all he needed mm-hmm. to hear. We're doing it. I don't think he wanted to hear him go, nah, nah. He was like, oh, he said, yes, I'm out of here. Let's do yeah. it. And then if you catch, there's another video even where Foles is telling people, he goes, so I saw their tight end was wide. He goes, so I had to really sell it like I was going to stand there and do nothing. He goes, I had to look like I was doing nothing. So you watch, and he just stands there, and he like looks at his guard, right? He just looks at him for a little bit. The play starts developing. He looks up and sees that tight end and left, and then he just goes, whoop, and like turns and runs. It was so they were a step ahead every second of that play, and it was amazing. And um, I, I just loved every second of it. And the way they pulled it off, and because the the Patriots had tried to do nearly an identical play earlier and just quite couldn't, I was just like, that's it. That's when I initially was like, ooh, man, this is why the Eagles might win this, because that right there is a moral thing that the team can't help but witness that and go, man, we couldn't pull that off. And they just did it with some gusto on fourth and one when they were ahead they would have been able to put themselves just a little more ahead you know it would have been a safe bet to kick a field goal super fun play and stay tuned to my favorite thing of the week later in the third segment for more on nick Foles. but i just loved all of that super bowl it was really fun 
Well, so let's get into the other aspects of the Super Bowl because obviously the game was spectacular. But, you know, with the Super Bowl, everything is analyzed and dissected. Uh, I guess the first thing I'll ask you is what would you think of the halftime show? Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I, I mean, it's Justin Timberlake. He's really good at what he does. Uh, so I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but yeah, I didn't ever think, like, that's the greatest I've ever seen Justin Timberlake or anything, you know. Those are kind of rough because they're trying to fit in so many portions of so many songs, you know. So I've always been like, yeah, okay, that was fun, you know. Some of those Super Bowl things, though, they go real all out and have a lot of accoutrement with them, you know. Mm-hmm. But I felt like his was – it was nice. It was it was a good way to focus on his talents, you know, um, and not I go thought, too overboard with, you know, yeah, given I, what I, happened. I thought that the the shooting of the Super Bowl was awesome. Like, from where they started to get to the stage, to go to the field, to get to the piano, to get back to the stage, and then uh, go into the crowd. Like, the, the camera work was spectacular. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. The The sound was a little bit too much for me. It, it felt a lot like, you know, when you go to a concert, and then at the end of the concert, when the lead singer wants to, like, give his band the big, like, solos, and then they all end up doing the solos at the end of the concert, you know? Right. It sounded like that the entire time with the music. It was like, everyone's going 100%. This is the Super Bowl. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> it was like, guys, right. It was like, hey, totally get it. And I completely understand. But let's dial it back just a little bit. Little bit. Uh, and then the, the performance itself with Justin Timberlake and the Prince tribute and all that. Uh, I don't think it was bad. I think a lot of people watch the Super Bowl and hate watch it. Just wanting to like, oh, my article about the the falling pop star of Justin Timberlake is going to go viral. And so people hate watch a lot. And then also on the other end where it's, oh, my God, Justin Timberlake is euphoric. Uh, Justin Timberlake is my everything. Like, and that uh, also on that end, I thought it was a run in the mill. Good Super Bowl halftime show. Obviously, I like Justin Timberlake's music. So uh, the music aspect was really fun. But I don't think he hit a home run, but I definitely don't think he struck out. I think it was like, hey. That passed, and now let's get back to this spectacular game. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with that. What do you What do you think of the commercials? Uh, that's always a big deal, right? Yeah, I wasn't impressed. So the yeah. NFL one, I didn't like. It was funny, but it's funny because it was fat linemen and dorky Eli Manning doing dirty dancing. Like that's kind of. Okay. Like it was funny. It, it made me smirk, but I didn't like belly laugh. Right. I just thought like, okay, that was fun. Yeah, I like much the, of the uh, humor department this year. Right. I, well, I did like my favorite one was actually a humorous one. Uh, it was the Alexa with the celebrities where uh, they had Cardi B and the guy right. goes, uh, Alexa country music. And she starts rapping her song and he's like, Alexa, Alexa, I'm sorry, country music. And he, she pauses and is like, Cardi B, you know, and starts rapping again. I thought that was fun. And then they also had some other celebrities, uh, you know, playing up their shtick. I think Gordon Ramsay was one of them. Mm-hmm. That was fun. I yeah. thought that was pretty good. Some of them, though, were huge strikeouts. Yeah. Uh, the Dodge Ram using Martin Luther King's speech. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, guys, like, it's one thing to use a speech and. I, I, I'm making this up. I'm making the scenario up. But like, if you're using a speech from a powerful figure and that speech's content is being all you can be, right? And your product is Gatorade, which is, you know, to replenish and get you back out on the field 
okay, right? Like it's it's in the same field. Like you know what I mean? Like it's a little bit of a stretch, but be all you can be and you know, getting the most out of your workouts, we can see it. But for Martin Luther King to speak about like equal rights and how all humans should be treated the same. That's just like a Dodge Ram. Yeah, drive a Dodge Ram. No. Just like a Dodge Ram. It's just the same experience as driving a Dodge Ram is the same as a Martin Luther King speech. Right, Same feeling you get. That was the only one where I honestly like out loud said, this is stupid. Now, there were some where I was just like, eh. But that one, I go, this one is stupid. What would you think of the Tide ads one? Ones. I didn't like it. I didn't so, like it either. Yeah. Well, and here, this, this is a personal thing for me. I am never a fan of ripping off someone else's creative genius or right. creative output. So, for example, and, and this is again just a personal gripe of mine. If you go to any Christian bookstore, right, uh-huh. and the T-shirts that they have, it's like it's not my space; it's his space. Yeah, right. And it's like I get what you're saying here, because you know what yeah. your belief system is saying and all that. But you're just ripping off like the logo of MySpace or the logo of Facebook, and you're just tailoring it to you. I kind of felt like that's what Tide did, where it was like, yeah. "Isn't this really cool? It's their stuff, but it's Tide." And no, that's dumb. Yeah, it made me yeah. want to eat a Tide pod. That tells me that you had no ideas and you decided to go with somebody else's ideas. Yeah. Yeah. It's how can we spend the most money to fool someone to then get them to like our stuff, which another one did it that same way, but I thought it was a little bit cuter because it was a tourism thing, but the Australia uh, commercial where we thought it was, uh, yeah, the the, Danny McBride and the Hemsworth guy. I thought that was a real movie. And then it was like, Oh, this is just a thing for Australia. Like Like, that was creative. I want to see him as crocodile Dundee. I mean that, that first of all, that would be amazing. But, um, yeah, it would be like if you were going to start, a Canadian professional wrestling podcast and you were to name it the Spanish announce table, even though there was a Spanish announce table already operating in the United States, a better one even, uh, for years prior. Exactly. Very similar. Very similar. I know, you're I know you're listening. All right. Uh, yeah, anyway, cause you're up there in America's hat. America's hat. Tim and Tom. Am I the only one that doesn't care about uh, Elon Musk littering space with a with a car and a mannequin that I'm using in quotes? Uh, I don't think it's a mannequin. I, would... I think he killed a homeless person and he's trying to see if he can commit the perfect murder. And we're all just watching it live on TV. He's like, he's like, not only am I going to get commit murder and get away with it, I'm going to broadcast it live to everybody in the world at once. I'll go even one step farther. I think he's the most overrated famous person in the world. The most overrated famous person in the world? Yeah, not the worst. Not the. Mm -hmm. I I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's. And and uh, saying overrated doesn't mean he shouldn't be rated high or the highest. But it feels like they're they're acting like he's Leonardo da Vinci. Yes. You know what I mean when he's you know when he might be more Mark Zuckerberg, right? You know what I mean. It's a lot. yeah, Yeah. A lot of what he says gets people excited. And to me, I don't know. It just, I get Tesla, right? So there's mm-hmm. Tesla. Set the that solar aside. Solar roofs is great, right? Those kind of things are amazing. Yeah, but set right. that aside. What What's the other thing he did? He sold some blow torches. Now right. he's just throwing stuff up in space. Yeah. Like, get out of here, man. I don't yeah. care. Why, it, it's just, why is this allowed? He can throw a car into space and just let it drift into an asteroid field? What are we doing? 
Hey, if you play an, uh, well, that goes back to what, uh, using another pro wrestling, uh, reference, uh, in the 1980s, a famous villain said, everyone's got a price. And that guy was million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Didn't set up any, you know, uh, Stuff for any universities or any schools or didn't. You well, know, what I'm saying is, well, car. What I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that everyone's got a price. So if you're NASA or if you're, uh, what's another big institution? The mail, the post service. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they'll do whatever you want if you pay them. Mm-hmm. And this top. is one of those things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like that's another example where he said, I want to do this. And NASA said, no. And he goes, well, how about this much money? And he goes, they go, nah, okay. He said, how about <laughs> $50 million? Dollars? And they went, absolutely. 90? He's like, yeah, all right. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, yeah, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, it's not that I'm not uh, impressed by him. Cause I do. I think Tesla is an amazing company. I think what they do is really, really great. But uh, outside of that, it feels like, it feels like uh, the doctor who came up with uh, vitamins. Have you ever heard about this guy? Mm. So the first guy that said like vitamins, like vitamin C and vitamin D and all these right. like uh, vitamins that you should take daily helps your life, right? And they were like, yes. And this is in the 1970s. And I can't remember the doctor's name. Watch Adam Ruins Everything. He goes into more detail about it. We can post a link on our Facebook and Twitter. But this doctor's like, yeah, that's what you should do. And everyone in the country was like, you're right. And so that's where the craze came where it was like, I'm taking vitamins for sleeping. I'm taking vitamins for my skin. I'm taking vitamins to get, uh, healthy and all this stuff. And then that same doctor was like, well, then you know what you also, you got to do. You got to take more. Cause then that cures cancer. And we're like, ah, I don't think so, but okay. And then he goes, you know what you got to do now is then you got to mix the, the vitamins with this new water that doesn't see the sun. And by that combination, then you anti-age and you're getting younger. And then we're like, ah, I think you're not even right. And I kind of feel like, not to that extreme of a case, but I kind of feel like that's what we're doing with Elon Musk, where it's like, Tesla's awesome. You want to go where? You're selling blowtorches? You you want a train to go how fast? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so, and again, uh, I've said this too, uh, there is a real thin line between genius and insanity, and sometimes you get somebody who just straddles that, right? So he's going to do some things that are genius, and then he's going to send a car into space with a possibly dead homeless person in it for no other reason than just doing that. Uh, that's <laughs> reckless speculation, by the way. So I mean, if anyone's listening, we are not saying specifically that is what it is. Tim just thinks that's the uh, kind of conspiracy theory that he believes. I mean, so just so, clarifying. Uh, so. I may or may not actually believe this. No. So he's got a mannequin in a car, right? I mean, it just feels like, okay, feels like you spent a lot of money on that, man, for us to go. And it was a Tesla. Especially for all I see is people go, look at all these great pictures we've got. This isn't Photoshopped. And I'm like, cool, but I could have seen the same picture if you Photoshopped it. So you didn't need to spend $90 million to go do it. It's really weird. I don't get it. Something else. I feel like there's something else going on, right? Like, that's not right. He didn't just send this out there for no reason. Why are you sending a car out into the middle of space? And then, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, I think it's that, what we talked about, that Tom Cruise factor. It's, he came up, he's a genius. 
possibly insane sometimes, but he's getting all these good things done, right? Now he's become one of those famous people where famous people are like, oh, man. You know, any player of the Kansas City Chiefs is going to go like, holy crap, Elon Musk just walked in the room. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how it is. And I think you just start to become detached with reality because nobody's telling you no. Nobody's telling Mm -hmm. you your breath stinks. Nobody's telling you you look stupid in your clothes. You know what I mean? It's just you start getting weird. And I think that's where we're at with Elon Musk. Yep, exactly like that doctor with the vitamins in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Next time, though, he wants to spend $90 million. You know what he should spend it on? Mm-hmm. Wayside Waves. Wayside that, Waves. That's in, the, that's in our next segment. We've got the communications director, Casey, uh, who's going to be talking to us about all the great ways you can volunteer, some of the awesome events they have, uh, a little bit of behind the scenes of how the operation actually works. Uh, so on the other side of this break, we are going to uh, check out uh, Wayside Waves and talk about dogs and cats. Dogs and cats and all the fun stuff that you can do there, how you can get involved, and where you can learn more. All of that and more when we return to Tim and Tom. Fun fact, LED light bulbs interfere with garage door openers. Major moves, we made those. Put my people on payroll. Cut the check when I say so. Them is just my everyday goals. Everything earned. Nothing is given. I know. I'm not concerned. Tim and Tom. This episode of Tim and Tom is brought to you by Your Business. Tim and Tom's listeners could be hearing about Your Business right now. They could be hearing Your Business's address. Or Your Business's website address. Or even Your Business's phone number. But they're not hearing that right now, are they? If you want the listeners of Tim and Tom to know more about your business, contact us at timandtomkc at gmail.com. Tim and Tom. So, Tom, you love love dogs. I love dogs. They are (laughs) my favorite thing in the world. I love them more than people. I love them more than chocolate. I love them more than a great meal after a long day of hard work. Dogs are my absolute favorite. I've got a couple of dogs myself and uh, just one or two. And then, of course, uh, uh, dogs are not the only, you know, pet and animal that roam around this great city, Tom. And sometimes they don't have a place to go or they get lost on their way. (laughs) And there's some wonderful organizations that take care of that for us and then help try to get them back to loving homes and connect loving homes to loving pets. And one of those organizations that I think a lot of people know well, but maybe might not know a whole lot about is Wayside Waves. You've heard of Wayside Waves, Tom, yeah? I definitely have. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got one of our one or two dogs there, uh, Carrington, a few years back. Uh, and we actually have the communications manager at Wayside Waste with us, yes. with Casey Wall. Um, Casey, are you, you're with us there. You can hear us. Uh, it took a little bit. but I can I can hear you guys. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, yeah, we uh, we had quite a few technical difficulties trying to get Casey connected here. So we're, uh, we're happy to have you on. <laughs> it's working now, though. Well, Casey, my first question for you is, you know, like we mentioned, dogs are my favorite thing in the world. Cats, I like all types of animals. But as far as for wayside waves, what's more, what's Mm -hmm. like the most challenging thing about working with wayside waves? I I imagine it's not always, you know, dog parties and and cuddling (laughs) with cats. So like what what's the challenging part about being with this organization yeah definitely you know um i like to focus on the positive and a lot of what i see in my world is the positive but you're so right there's a lot of sad 
a lot of times that happens. And seeing those animals come into the shelter and they're homeless, some of them were just strays running around in the cold. Some of them were abandoned by their owners or abused, whatever the case may be. And just knowing that they don't have a home to go to. And, you know, like you guys probably can relate. They don't have a couch that they can hop up in or a bed at night or someone who's just going to give them a piece of chicken at dinner, that kind of thing. So knowing that those animals are sad. Um, but then I try to flip it to the, the goods as soon as possible and know that they have landed in the right place because Wayside Waste takes care of all the animals and really ultimately gets in those forever homes that they deserve. We're certainly glad that you guys are out there doing that, but it even goes beyond what, if you tell somebody animal shelter or, you know, whatever the proper term may, might be, they may just mm-hmm. think of, you know, oh, they've got some dogs in crates, but you guys also have uh, a pet cemetery. You guys have other services. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys get into a lot more than just housing animals. Yeah. Definitely. You know, we're not just a pet adoption organization. Um, obviously, that's the primary focus for us, but we do have that pet cemetery. Um, we focus on the full life of the animal, and we know that, unfortunately, we lose our pets, and unfortunately, they don't live as long as human beings, so we typically experience the death of a pet, and so we want to be there for families, and we want to make it as easy as possible and have a place so they can come back and spend some time with their pet, just like you do with human beings at a cemetery, so we do have that available. We have a bark park on our campus where it's off-leash and the dogs can just go out and roam and run and play and have a good time together. We have a lot of other things that just get people involved. Like, for example, Whiskers and Wags retail store. So at the time of adoption, you don't have to worry about making another stop on your way home to pick up that collar that you need or the pet food or the kitty litter. You can just pick it up right there as you're doing the adoption and it's a one-stop for you, and it makes it easy for you and the pet. So there's a lot going on in that sense. And we also, something fun that really is happening is our humane education. That's not really necessarily a service, as you put it, but um, we go out into the community or students will come to our organization. And not only do they get to interact with the animals, but they get to learn about the proper treatment of animals, what to do if you see a stray animal, you know, not to run up to it and just give them a hug just because that's what you could do with your dog at home. So it's really, you know, about being safe and that kind of thing. So, we just have so a right lot. now, oh, keep going. <laughs> no, we keep just going. have a I'm lot sorry. going on to really touch on the life of you and your pet from beginning to end. We're in the month of February. Obviously, you know, the, the big holiday is going to be Valentine's Day. But as far as for Wayside Waves, <laughs> is this a busy time for you guys? Or how is that uh, holiday affect, you know, uh, as far as the adoption process? That's a great question. You know, um, we will first for Valentine's day for any other holiday, Christmas, anything like that. We don't recommend just giving a pet to someone as a present. So as much as you think it'd be sweet to give your husband or wife a, a pet for Valentine's day, we really don't advise that. We want everybody to be involved in the adoption process. So maybe bring them up to Wayside, choose that puppy or that cat or whatnot that you both like, that you both want to welcome into your home and just make it a family affair. We don't see the impact of the holiday really make it uh, busier in the shelter. We actually are busy year round. You know, we used to have more seasonal waves 
and it's a year-round thing. Um, unfortunately, there are a lot of homeless animals in Kansas City and around the country. And because we live in a great animal-loving community where there are other great shelters and we um, have w- amazing supporters, donors and volunteers, we're not only able to help local animals and strays and owner surrenders and whatnot, but we're able to help other shelters that are struggling in areas of the country where they don't have animal-loving communities. And even we work with national organizations like the ASPCA. So, for example, recently with those hurricanes, they were going down and um, rescuing animals. Well, we would drive our rescue and response team trailer down and bring some animals back up here to Kansas City and find them home. So we've really been able to touch lives throughout the country because of so many people supporting Wayside. My wife is an avid animal rescue enthusiast. We have five dogs. Uh-huh. My my one or two was a tongue-in-cheek comment. We have five <laughs> dogs from the various uh, rescue areas around town, and she's constantly looking online and just seeing it feels like every weekend there's some announcement that the shelters in town are at max capacity. I mean, how, how are so mm-hmm. many animals? Is there really that huge of a, of a homeless animal problem here? Or is it because we're a big city that serves as a central hub for some smaller? It's like, is there, or is it both? I mean, That's exactly what it is. It's both. Um, we do have those animals here in Kansas city. Um, the ones who are strays are surrendered. People sometimes can just no longer take care of their pets. Unfortunately, they come into crisis, you know, personally or health has struck them and they're not able to care. And we definitely love to be able to help out in that situation so to, to relieve a little bit of stress from their lives. So different situations in the Kansas City area. But um, we do have those animals throughout the country, uh, like I had mentioned, that will work with these other shelters. And we actually have 62 shelter partners throughout the country. And these smaller, typically the rural areas where there just aren't people there's not the community like kansas city to adopt and these animals would not have a second chance that they deserve one thing that you had mentioned uh, a little bit ago is is about how you guys offer a full range of services and i'm on your website here Mm -hmm. and it says behavior and training uh talk to us a little bit about kind of what that is and how you know people that already have animals how they can get involved with that with that and uh kind of that process definitely you know so if you have an animal already um you can hop on our website and there is that behavior and training tab that you're probably looking at right now and in that section there are several articles that would address situations that you may have at home or you may know someone whether it's body training or maybe some sort of obedience or whatnot so if there's something sort of simple like that we definitely have those articles that will help you out we do have some training at wayside waste that you can get involved with and you can reach us through our website to speak with our behaviorists directly. Um, They can let you know about possibly, like, for example, a puppy class coming up. So if you were to adopt a puppy and you think, I need some basic training, I want to get him, you know, so he knows how to act and help me understand how a puppy is going to act in my home, well, then you can come up to Wayside and we'll offer that class. Um, Typically, that's like a a four to six week class situation. And our behaviorist will explain all those details and run through all that great stuff with you to get you all on the right track and make your lives both wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but something that's really good and really unique about Wayside Ways that sets us apart is that our behavior program starts from day one. So before you think about adopting or you come up to our shelter and you meet these animals, 
they've already been worked with to help them adapt and hopefully go into that loving home. You know, if an animal's been running on the street for a year, they don't know how to snuggle on a couch with your teenager, or maybe they had to fight for food just to stay alive. We want to teach them that, um, you know, humans aren't a threat to them, that they don't have to fight for food. And so our team, both employees and staff, or I'm sorry, both staff and volunteers, they really work with these animals day in and day out, sometimes taking them into their homes and fostering them for a few weeks at a time, just to get them acclimated to that environment so that they're safe but we want the families to be safe too. We want this to be a good experience for the pets, but we like to think we're in the people business too, because we want the experience to be good for the people too. Cause otherwise what's the point? You mentioned you do have some, you know, dedicated full-time staff and whatnot, uh, mm-hmm. but you operate with a lot of volunteers. I feel like you're relying on volunteers and donations. I feel like there just has to be really hard <laughs> to juggle. Does this lead to like, do you have volunteers getting dragged down the streets by, you know, <laughs> active dogs or what's happening around here sometimes? Like, how do you keep it all straight? Um, how do we keep all the volunteers straight? Well, just everything. I mean, it feels like you've got uh, hundreds of animals running around all over the place. You've got volunteers that you've got to train. Uh-huh. You've got, you know, donations to gather. I mean, it just feels like such a, uh, so many wheels of this operation that's also relying on uh, a large chunk of charity. You know, it is. It's pretty amazing. It's one of the most amazing places I have ever been, and I highly recommend that you guys swing out there, or if you're listening, take a stop by Wayside. Go to our website at waysidewaves.org and just check it all out because it, it truly is amazing, and it takes a village, and we all say that at Wayside Waves but it really is true. We all have departments, just like you would think a company has departments. We may be an animal shelter, you know, an organization, but we all have to have our department that we focus on. So we have an amazing vet clinic with three full-time vets, 15 vet techs who save animals' lives on a daily basis. We have a canine care crew, feline care crew that take care of our dogs and cats on a daily basis. Um, you know, I work in the marketing department, and we fundraise as well, which helps supply funds to these areas where, you know, we need life-saving machinery for these equipment that the vet clinic uses and, and whatnot. So everyone does have an area that they focus on, but we're all doing it at the end of the day because we want these animals to be happy, and we don't want them to be out on the streets, and we want them to be in warm beds at night. So... It does take the 70-plus employees to make things work. We're there seven days a week. So it's kind of a sporadic schedule in that sense. But we have a total, well, as of 2017, we had 1,600 volunteers. Now, they're not all there every single day. Some are there walking dogs. Some are there socializing the cast and just playing. If you want to become a volunteer and you think, I don't really want to be there all day, go in and, and be in the animal shelter because I feel like it's sad, which we have people say to us, you, you know, maybe you want to get involved with a special event. We have a big gala in May and we have a walk actually down in Brookside in September and people will come and volunteer at the events just to help raise money for the animals. And that's what they do. We have people who help with administrative work because, you know, believe it or not, we do have a lot of paperwork that happens too at an animal shelter. So there's so many things you can do so many people who play a part in it and it truly is amazing that we all can function together and just make this wheel circle every single day for people who are wanting to become a volunteer what would be the best way for them to do that 
I would recommend just going to our website at waysidewaste.org. And up top, there's a volunteer drop-down box. You can reach us directly, the contact our volunteer manager, and they'll get you in the, the loop of really how to get started involved um, to volunteer. You come out, you go through an orientation, you learn how to do what it is you want to do, whether it's working with the cats, the dogs. Um, we have a bunny class, actually. You know, several different things that you can learn about. Um, and that's one thing that's great about Wayside, too, is if you come up and you originally want to work with cats, and then six months later you want to expand and also work with dogs, you can go learn about how to work with the dogs. Um, and then maybe you love working with the dogs, but you want to start working with those dogs who really have um, had a challenging life and, and they need some of that behavior work that I had mentioned before. Well, maybe you take some classes and learn how to work with those behavior dogs and then you can help train them. So you can really learn and grow and go as far as you want to being involved with Wayside. Pretty amazing. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is neat. So, you know, regarding those volunteers and you mentioned, you know, some, mm -hmm. some sadness and obviously if it wasn't a sad situation, they wouldn't need the help that you're all providing. But is that a shock to some volunteers to come in and realize that, oh, I mean, I've got to stare at some dogs who sit here a long time or maybe they become unadoptable and we've got to figure something else out. Is that, are they not expecting that or is it just, it's, you know, it's just hard to deal with even if you are expecting it? I think, and from what I have seen the most, people expect to see animals at the animal shelter. You know, they kind of know what they're getting into, but as opposed to being sad, like you kind of gave the impression, people tend to be pleasantly surprised when they nice. come to Wayside. Okay. It's not um, a dingy, dark, sure, sad environment. Weird. It is just a happy, airy, light place. Yeah. You know, we don't want this to be a, uh, where we just constantly are thinking about the negative past that these animals have had. We want to focus on the second they enter the doors at Wayside and the great care they're getting, and not only from the staff, from the volunteers, and it's all because of donors and amazing adopters who give them those homes. And, you know, so these volunteers come to Wayside and they just take on the responsibilities of really helping animals grow and become their own. And, you know, they'll get a dog out and become attached to a dog and, end up walking them and then the next day they'll take them on a field trip to a park and they go to Sonic and get them some ice cream and they take pictures and send them out to everybody. You know, I mean, we all share these positive experiences and so we all really relish in the fact that we're enjoying the moment and enjoying helping the animals, um, which is great because we all can relate and all understand each other. And I know that everybody at home has been touched by an animal in some way or another, and so that they can relate as well. Um, it does make it good, too, the times when you do hit a rough patch, because that happens everywhere in life. And so when you hit one, we have each other as a support system. So it's good all around. Another great thing that you guys uh, do, and you'd mentioned it a little bit before, but I want to expand on it a little bit, is all your amazing yeah. events. And I'm on your website again, and uh, you have yeah. the Fur Ball coming up in May, and that's yep. a couple months away, but it's still you know, sneaking up on us every single day. So tell us a little bit about the Fur Ball and what you can expect, and how can you get involved with that? Fur Ball is one of the most fun events that I've ever been to. It's a huge, huge gala out at the Overland Park Convention Center, and this year it falls on Cinco de Mayo, 
So the theme is Cinco de Meow. We're going to have a lot of fun decor to really, really play that theme up, and we're going to have a really good time with it. Um, Not only are you going to see some puppies and some kittens that we will have there that night, but they will have a silent auction. So you come, you get marker on, make all your fun bids, and it's a mobile bidding, so you just need to use your phone. Very, very simple. And then you will be let into the ballroom for the night where Gary Lezak is the MC when he's the meteorologist out at mm-hmm. KSHB. Um, and he is a huge animal lover, if you guys weren't aware. Um, loves his dogs, definitely. Met the dogs in person, actually. They're fun dogs. Oh, <laughs> you know, they are. He, he always brings them. And his youngest, um, he just recently adopted. Well, actually, it was almost two years ago now, which is crazy, but got him out at Wayside. Um, and so he brings her. We have a lot of fun out there, but um, he's hosting it. We always have a great dinner. Then we have a live auction um, where the Nigo brothers, which are um, Kansas City's auctioneers, very, very well known, are running that. Um, and at the end of the night, we have some dancing to top it all off. So it's just a full night of fun, being in a room with a thousand other animal lovers, hearing about some great things that Wayside does, hearing from Jeff Hall, the president of Wayside Waves, um, from Gary Lezak, watching a little video typically that talks about some different things that are going on, maybe focuses on the, the life of one of the animals that we've brought into Wayside and cared for. You know, just a lot of fun going on. And it raises, last year it raised $1.2 million for the animals at Wayside Waves. So it's a pretty, pretty big event in that sense as well. For sure, yeah. No, everybody should go check that out. Do you know off the top of your head, then, say, an organization like yours that, say, you know, the dog catchers around town with, with the municipal mm-hmm. municipal or areas have picked up some animals, is there set times that a person has to try to contact you guys to make sure their animal isn't there before it goes into the system, as it were? Or, or do you know those kind of rules? Right. Right. So no, that's a good question because every city is a little bit different. So it's hard to say there's just one standard. Sure, okay. um, we typically like to say that there are five days after a stray animal is brought to us before they can be made available for adoption. Okay. So um, if, you know, your dog darts out the door, the front door when you answer it and um, you're looking for it, definitely check out the animal shelters near you. If you live out by Wayside Race, come to Wayside. Mm-hmm. We have contracts with the animal controls, you know, in Belton and Grandview nearby, so that if any animal were found, they would just bring them to Wayside. Okay. It just logically makes sense if you go to that animal shelter near your house. Right. So um, if you're out in Western Shawnee, most likely your dog's not going to be at Wayside Way. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to check out somebody closer to your home. Um, and that's something that I would recommend wherever you are in the city. For the most part, I think that applies throughout the country as well. But definitely call the animal shelters, call animal control facilities, and hopefully all everybody listening has their pets microchips. Mm-hmm. And if not, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. We see so often animals get returned to their own owners solely because we're able to scan a microchip and make a quick phone call and they can just drive up to Wayside and get their dog or their cat. Um, It's really amazing to see that happen and knowing how worried and upset people can get when they lose their animal makes it really reassuring. And, you know, for $25, you can have a microchip put in your pet and make it that easy. It just blows my mind to think that 
would not do that. So definitely have your pest microchipped. We started the interview off kind of asking you about what was the most challenging parts of, you know, working at Wayside Waves. But now I want to get into what what's the most fulfilling part? What's your favorite thing about being a part of this organization? Yeah, so for me personally, <laughs> I can answer this on my behalf. Um, I will say that when I started, it's definitely seeing these animals. And, you know, you, to work at an animal organization, you, you're an animal lover, obviously, um, knowing that the animals come in and maybe they were hit by a car or, like I said, they were rescued from a pit bull fighting ring and their lives completely transform while they're at Wayside and they go into these homes. And I'm lucky enough in my role as communications manager to be able to follow up with a lot of families um, even make visits and go into homes and see these animals interacting with their families. And so I get to have that full spectrum and that story from beginning to end. And it really, really makes me happy. Um, but through the course of time that I've been doing this, I've also got to know a lot of the people, um, whether they are those volunteers, employees, or maybe they are the adopters. And that's when I'm going and making those home visits. And I see how happy people are, how this truly changes their lives. You know, it's not just, oh, yeah, the dog got a home or, oh, I, I adopted this dog with my kids. It's really we talk about, I will never, ever, ever forget the time that there was an elderly man whose wife had passed away and his daughter brought him into the shelter and said, I want my dad to have, have a companion. You know, his wife is no longer here and he was very depressed and um, medically the doctors were saying that he wasn't doing well. Well, he adopted this dog and he immediately had something to live for. And he would go out more. He would go on walks. He started becoming healthier and test results for many different areas were coming back better. And it just improves you not only mentally, but physically. And I just see this day after day after day. And that blows my mind. It makes me so happy. I imagine it does sound like there's many avenues for possible fulfillment by both working yeah. and volunteering at Wayside Waste and everybody should look into that. Mm -hmm. But what else? I mean, obviously there's websites, but what, what other plugs we got? We got some social media out there, obviously, yeah? Definitely, yeah. So you can always go to waysidewaste.org and find out anything. But we are on social media everywhere, and if you just check Wayside Waste, mm -hmm. then you'll find us. So we're on Facebook, Wayside Waste. Instagram, Twitter, we have a Pinterest page, um, YouTube, we've got it all covered. So just search Wayside Waves and you will find us. And, and Tom, uh, if you listen to Casey carefully earlier, do not get me a puppy for <laughs> Valentine's Day, okay? Well, I guess <laughs> not, I'll have to keep it. Right. Right. We need to talk we about it. We have a first. lot of cute puppies right now if right. you're interested. Well, yeah, we just we need to talk about it first, Tom. You can't surprise me with it, is the thing. Hey, there you go. I really think a podcast dog is the way to go. I well, think that's going to be our niche. Maybe that's it. Maybe, yeah, there we go. I like that. You know, you can take pictures and video and post them online with us. I'm sure people would love to see that. See? We'll have to make a trip out there then, and we'll we'll, we'll have our podcast please dog of the week or something. How about that? Yeah. All right. Well, Casey, Definitely. We, please come out. Yes. Well, we appreciate you coming on and sticking with us through technical difficulties and then doing it kind of last minute to help us. <laughs> filling a role and you guys no are problem. doing great work over there um uh, i've seen it personally we've we've gotten an animal from there and uh still have her to this day uh and as part of the Yay. Yeah. and we appreciate you coming on and everybody should go check out wayside waves thank All you right. so much for your time yeah thank you for having me on guys i appreciate it tim and tom
All right, Tom, way sideways. I, I love the place out there. It's it's cool. You've been out there? I mean, it's it looks like a big yeah. barn. It's great. It's a beautiful place. Yeah, it's a little bit farther away from where I'm living to go on a regular basis, but I've definitely been there to visit. Uh, I've been there uh, to uh, be with a friend, actually. I was with a friend a few years ago uh, who got a dog there. So, yeah, I've, uh, I've actually been a part of that process, not personally, but, you know, kind of as a bystander. Uh, so yeah, it was great. Uh, and obviously any place that has one or more dogs is going to be a great place. I don't care where it is, as long as they're treated correctly. Mm-hmm. And obviously they're doing great work out there. Uh, I definitely, uh, would recommend that you guys, if you have some spare time to go volunteer and if you can't volunteer, another great thing, like she said, was those events. So you have the fur ball in May, uh, and then you also have the strut with your mutt in September. They've got uh, some which stuff. Is a- coming up uh, that we might even talk about in the next segment you don't know definitely but i mean those are their two big marquee right, events yes. and so yeah of course uh, you know help out a dog's life help out a cat's life help out a person's life like she just shared with you mm-hmm. you know uh, an elderly man gets a new dog and now has a new you know uh take on life and, and you know something to live for so if you want a little extra joy in your life go walk some animals go pet some kitties it's fun it's fun you know what else is fun all kinds of fun events around the metro area and tom's picked out a few he's running by me i've approved them and we are going (laughs) tom's a little surprised about this uh we're gonna we're gonna talk about them in the next segment when we return right here tim and tom fun fact a mega second is one million seconds that's fast all work no play one day i promise it's gonna pay off so set in my way swear i may never take a day off uh-uh. no way they taking shots man they off way off treat every game like it's the playoffs right all work no play man i may never take a day off tim and tom they did kill the net neutrality so before they start making you pay extra for Amazon, you should go to our website, timandtomkc.com, click on the Amazon link, buy some stuff, and we're going to get a kickback. Go to timandtomkc.com, click our link, and then we get a little bit of kickback, and then we can invest that into some more Kansas City podcasting. Go to timandtomkc.com, click on the Amazon link. Uh, like we say uh, so many times, it does not cost you any extra to purchase things through our link. All it does is it takes a little bit of money away from Amazon and it gives it to us. And isn't that the thing? Isn't that what you want? Right? Support a local business in Tim and Tom Casey. Tim and Tom. So Tom, we got a week coming up. There's all kinds of fun stuff around this town to do. We say it every week, but this week is absolutely no different. Yeah. Hey, let's get right into it because like I said, uh, and as you said as well, there is a ton of events and let's just highlight a few of them. Uh, so we're going to start off February 13th. Stockyard Sounds presents. It's going to be their Valentine's show uh, in a in association with 89.3. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be at the Stockyards Brewing Company. Uh, Generation Listen KC and KCUR 89.3 presents, presents Stockyards uh, Sounds uh, Valentine's show. It's going to be really nice. They got some really good uh, local acts that will be featured and uh i guess we got a little bit of sound right here for you right yeah when i got myself thinking i would look down to my i knew i would wait for you 
And then uh, also on February 13th, we've got Kegs for a Cause at ITAP. Yeah. Uh, now, this is going to be at the International Tap House, Crossroads, 18th and Oak, Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, this is going to be uh, as follows, and these are the details. Stop by ITAP on Tuesday, February 13th, between 5 and 9 p.m. for Kegs for a Cause, benefiting our good friends at Wayside Waifs. Be sure to order Boulevard's KC Pills because 50% of the of that purchase will come back directly to the shelter animals uh, at Wayside Waves. Uh, yeah. Grab your friends, family, and Fido and meet us at or meet us for happy hour. This is a dog-friendly event, so please bring Fido. Just be sure to have your dog on a leash. So there you go. Take your dog, get it drunk. Uh, you get drunk, call an Uber, <laughs> put you both in there, and go have some fun. Wait a minute. Let's, let's, let's rewind a little bit. Do a lot of those things, but maybe don't get the dog drunk. Why not? I don't... Well, I mean, there may be legalities involved there. I'm not sure. I bet you they got some good dog beer there. And all of the money is going to go yeah. uh, back to Wayside Waves. Get yourself some KC pills, some Boulevard KC pills. 50% goes back to Wayside Waves. Get your dog some beer. Hey, it's beer. A, it's it's important for dogs to experience drunkness. It's a great experience. <laughs> Nothing more American than getting your dog drunk. Yeah, and then calling an Uber, yeah. and then both of you guys cuddling in the back seat of a stranger's car while you get back yeah. to your home. What are you, a terrorist? Yeah, Canadians. Yeah, yes. Yeah, Get there in America's hat. There you go. So yeah, that is kegs for a cause at ITAP. Now, next, is we got a three-day event. By the this way, big one. Uh, nobody involved with Kegs for a Cause uh, endorses any of the comments made by Tim and Tom. We want to make sure uh, we're... Except for go to it and buy a bowl of Except for go to it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. That they endorse, and they're behind because that is what they are telling you, and we right. endorse that, but they probably don't endorse us <laughs> telling you to get drunk and your dog drunk and then cuddle in the backseat of a stranger's car when you right. take an Uber back home. Maybe listen but to I, them for dog advice. Ahead. Listen to them for dog advice and us for event advice. There you go. All right, now the next one we've got is a three-day event. It starts February 16th, ends February 18th, and this is a big one. This is going to be Planet Comic Con, Kansas City, mm -hmm. 2018. Uh, now, like I said, this is a three-day event. It's going to be at the Kansas City Convention Center. That is 301 West 13th Street, Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, it's got everything for you there. You want to see Chewbacca? See Chewbacca. You want to see uh, Star Trek? Go see Star Trek. If you want to go see our good friend and official WWE artist, Rob Schamberger, he'll be painting there alongside three big pro wrestling legends uh, who will be accompanying him as far as appearance-wise. Uh, Trish Stratus, Lita, and then the icon, the WCW franchise player Sting. All three of those uh, wonderful talents will be there alongside... Rob Schamberger for yeah. those three days, February 16th to February 18th. Hey, do you, you know how much it costs to, to see Sting on top of your ticket? Well, no. How much? $80. Okay, so this is what I want to get at. You've done this before. You've done, you do this and, and, and you say you would do this. You do the, Hey, um, Ric Flair is having a meet and greet. He's signing his books. Uh, you can take mm -hmm. a picture with him. You do these semi frequently. You've done a lot of these, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you go meet mm -hmm. the person. I can't get over the fact that I'm waiting forever to shake hands with a person who's not going to remember my name the second I leave their face. I mean, I never could get over that. So I never just appreciated that segment because I don't feel like I'm really meeting them. I'm I'm having an encounter with them, you know? No. Well, then you must think you're boring. You think they remember anything about you, Tom? 
I don't think that they remember me and it's going to last like it lasts for me, sure. but I think I make a good enough impression to where, uh, yes, of course. Yeah. I think I could make a witty remark and have a, you know, get them to smile and smirk at something. Of course. Sure. And that's for you. You're yeah. doing it for you. You don't care about them. Yeah. Who cares if they remember yeah. you or don't? Well, okay. Whole, so I, I, I go ahead. Go ahead. Say it. Well, the whole interaction is for you because their whole existence is for you. So then they also benefit you from you meeting well, them. So let me tell you about uh, why I really started thinking about this a whole lot this week. My daughter is a huge fan of a young singer named Troy Savon. You've heard of this person? Absolutely not. Neither had I. Maybe I should watch the Grammys. So I said, uh, she says, uh, she's got some, you know, birthday or Christmas money and, you know, expects some the next time, you know, and, and whatever. And she's mentioning that she wanted to get Troy Savon tickets when he comes through. Right. She's like, well, and I'd really like to save up whatever, because it's 180 bucks more to meet him. And I was like, you know what I mean? I was like, Hey, you are free to spend your money as you want. Right. And I was like, well, let me tell you, you've never done one of these. Let me explain to you what it is. Right. Like, I want you to know what it is before. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Tell her it's the best. And then I was like, then you can absolutely, I was like, people love it. I was like, I didn't find, you know what I mean? I was like, but I just want you to know going in before you spend 180 of your dollars, what you're getting into. Right. It's Jeez. the best. Hey, if you're yeah. friends with me on Facebook, go look at my Facebook profile picture. It is a picture of me with childhood hero, not the childhood hero, but a childhood hero, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, mm-hmm. while I hold the action figure of Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah. That's my whole childhood right there. <laughs> it was awesome. It was so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I guess. Uh... <laughs> It still is a great memory. Oh, Another I'm sure it is. Memory I have. Look at this. Look at my books over here. Another great memory I have. Meeting Hulk Hogan at a St. Louis Public Library. He signed my book. I guess I. Ne- it was never as cool for me to warrant a three-hour standing in line wait. Right? Well, you know you what I mean? You got a master. You got a master. Yeah. If I could, if I could cut in line, I'm down. If we know, you know how I met Hogan. If did we know, yeah, Hogan? if we know, hey, Hogan's at the hotel and he's at the bar right no, now, no, no. you know what I mean? Like, no, I did I tell you how I met Hogan? Uh, you you got, oh, it was like a uh, your dad uh, or somebody was in a wheelchair or something. and Busted you like, out got the wheelchair so we get the handicap. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Suckers, we got first meet and greet, baby. All right. So, yeah, so there you go. Meet and greet and, and uh, use, you know, you're not lying. You have the wheelchair or the crutch or the boot or he something, has, right? You have it. He you has it, a so. wheelchair that he uses from time to uh-huh. time, and not this, all of the time. This he happened to use it that time. And this time he was using it. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yep. Woo! Oh, it was one of the best experiences of my life. I love that moment. Got another one. Met Shawn Michaels. Heartbreak Kid. Uh-huh. HBK. Shawn Michaels. Met him at a hunting show. He was on the show. You were gone, but he he stopped by uh, the Spanish announce table and gave us a. Uh, that a is quick, awesome. Cannot yeah. believe that I missed that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you, no, those are great. Tell much. her to spend the money because she's going to regret it her entire life. There's, I'll tell you this. One of the biggest regrets in my life is that I was in Chicago at a Cubs game, Wrigley Field, one of the greatest stadiums in this world. Mm-hmm. I was in Chicago at Wrigley Field. Meanwhile, Hulk Hogan was winning the WWE 
Universal Championship from Triple H at Kemper Arena, and I was so mad that I wasn't there. It still lives with me today. Tell her to deliver dreams. Money oh, yeah. is only meant for memories. Oh, of course. I told her that, too. I was like, by all means. I was like, if that's, I was like, it's a fun it's experience. Like, I was like, don't get me wrong. When you go up and meet the person, uh, it, you know what I mean? It, it can absolutely be a fun experience. I was like, uh, you know, I just, I don't think she understood what you get to meet Troy Savon. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to, like, good, good on you. Good on you right. to be like, hey, but also not to discourage her. And again, this has got everything you want. Planet Comic Con, Kansas City, mm-hmm. 2018. So you want to see, uh, uh, I don't even know. If you want to see the, uh, what's the, some nerd stuff? I don't know. Oh, they got, uh, I'm sure they got some uh, Star Wars nerd stuff. I'm sure they've got some. Uh, what's the thing com- now? They what's got the Deadpool is a big thing that they all like, right? They all like uh, that. Who's Chris Pratt? What franchise is he with? Oh, the Guardians of the Galaxy is a they big They got thing. all of that, right. So, yeah, all your dork stuff. All your wrestling. video game stuff, right? Yeah. They probably got Sonic the Hedgehog running they out there. Nerds. I don't know. They got geeks. They got dweebs. They got weirdos. They got freaks. They got... <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah, they got it all. So, there you go. Yeah, a it little tongue-in-cheek, but if you're a... If you have a geekdom about something pop culture-wise... Right, video games, movies, TV shows, comic books, whatever it is. If it's a pop culture phenomenon and you're a geek about it, this is your home. This is your calling. This is your mecca, as it were. If you have not been to one of these and you have some interest in one of those things, you owe it to yourself to go to one of those things. Right? I mean, it is a fun experience. Do not get us wrong. We just don't identify with most of it. That's Tim and Tom. But this is you listening, right? You will have a blast there. I guarantee it. Definitely 100% cosine on all of those statements. Now let's get into the next uh, event coming to Kansas City. This one's going to be at the Sprint Center, uh-huh. February 16th. It is an artist who I know by name and only because of, it's a, of the commercials. It is Brad Paisley. Yeah. The bank finally came through and I'm holding the keys yeah. to a brand new Chevrolet. Have you been outside? It sure is a nice night. Tom, you uh, feeling this song? Absolutely not. This song right here is called Mud on the Tires. Right? So he's got a new truck, and he's saying, we got to go test this out and have some fun with it. Well, there's only certain places you can really do that with a truck, right? You got to go get some mud on the tires. Girl, I can hardly wait to get a little mud on the tires. Now, you've been out mudding before, at least, haven't you? Yeah, but I don't listen to this. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Brad, pa- okay, now I listen to some country. Brad Paisley is hokey. He's a, uh, fo- I personally think that some people love him. Obviously, he sells a lot of records. You know what I mean? Like he's, it's if you like having natty light thrown back, having fun, making some jokes, and you know what I mean, just one of those. Put your arms around your buddy. We're all gonna sway and sing some songs that we all know. This again. This is your calling in your mecca. Brad Paisley is that level fun. If the, if that's your interest, uh, yeah. But it's get definitely your cowboy hat. It's definitely yeah. not Tom's interest. Yeah, go get your cowboy hat and cowboy boots, rhinestone, and get your favorite pair of old navy jeans that fit on too tight, and mm-hmm. go out there and sing some get karaoke your, that you probably could hear at Whiskey Tango. Get your cowboy uh, hat that's bent really weird, right? All <laughs> like bent in a bunch of weird ways. Isn't that great, right? Oh, man. Isn't that an awesome 
thing about society? Black people, they can't wear do-rags because that is way too much. But white people, wear your cowboy hat wherever you want. <laughs> wherever you want to go, right? Yeah. Good. All right. Nice. So anyway, Brad Paisley, though, is, uh, again, if, if you know hey, the song. Hey, he's going to sell a, this out. Yeah, he's going to he sell also, this out. Yeah. It's February 16th. It's a Friday night. It's Kansas City, country mecca and as far as one of the big towns. He yeah, is, so. He is like the tip of the tie. He's a high-level celebrity in that country music genre anyway too so i mean you're seeing the top of the top in that in that genre yeah you are seeing the grammys of country music as tim would like to say uh that is going to be friday february 16th uh show starts at seven again sprint center brad paisley now let's end it let's end this and finish it with our good friends at the Wayside Waves. This is going to be Bark Happy KC, Smooch Your Pooch, Valentine's Party for Wayside. I love it. Smooch Your Pooch. Yeah. So Get them drunk uh, and speak no, out with them. <laughs> hey, there's no better companion than your loyal, loving dog. So spoil your pooch at our Bark Happy, Smooch Your Pooch, Valentine's Party to benefit Wayside Waves. Ticket holders will receive a free dog treat and samples, a free doggy goodie bag, free samplers from uh, Calibration Brewery, giveaways from on-site vendors, a photographer on-site capturing those pooch-smooching moments, a fun dog cookie eating contest, plus great raffle prizes. This is going to be Saturday, February 17th from 2 to 4. Early bird uh, prices are $12, standard 15-person uh, and all other tickets uh, at the door. Again, free dog food samples provided by Pets Once, uh, free doggy goodie bags, uh, free photo capture uh, from a great photographer named Melissa McGee. And it's going to be so much fun, and it benefits Wayside Waves. And, and they are... at the, yeah, this is going to be at the Yellow Barn. This is going to be, the address is 11272 South Ridgeview Road, Oh, Latha, Kansas. And they are, as you've heard in our organization, a wonderful operation that could use uh, your help and just would love your patronage. So go check all of that out. And uh, I want to be clear, do not get your dog drunk and make out with them. Uh, if they're into you, they will be into you when they are sober. Or go get drunk with your dog. It's fun. <laughs> right. Just go get drunk with your dog. Smooch or Pooch is a great event. Uh, that should be fun. Uh, all the other stuff. Even the Brad Paisley that Tom's going to go. He's got front row seats. Absolutely not. Hey, what we're saying here, though, is honestly, have fun with your dog. Treat your dog right. Love your dog. Support dogs and cats. Uh, they're great. They're awesome. We love them. We hope you love them. Uh, and that's the events ending with uh, Smooch Your Pooch Party, Valentine's Day uh, party or Valentine's party for Wayside, Saturday, February 17th, 2 to 4 at the Yellow Barn. Tim's favorite. We talked about the Super Bowl, and we even last week we talked about, we were like, man, I really want to see Nick Foles do this. And, I, you know, he did upset me a little bit by not licking the trophy. I got to say, I'm a little upset about that, right? Uh, I wish he would have done that. But uh, I think that was okay because I got to see Kevin Hart being denied by a large human being to join the stage. Uh, with his with his team, I mean, he's a known avid Philadelphia Eagles fan. Claims to watch the games in helmet and, at home, like on TV. And uh, it was funny seeing him like trying to talk his way into a man probably two and a half times his size, and that guy just looking at him like, "You're not serious, right?" Like clearly didn't know or care who Kevin Hart was. So that was fun. But 
my favorite thing of the week is from Nick Foles. We talked about how Nick Foles just had this calmness and this like readiness to just be in the moment, right? To just live it. And we kind of talked last week about uh, the gentleman from Australia who played with uh, the Monkey Wrench song, who played with Foo Fighters. Uh, sometimes you just take your shot when it's your time to take your shot, right? No matter what else has been going on, no matter what it is. And Nick Foles kind of talked about that, about failure and how that builds character in, in one of his post-game press conferences. And this is it here. I think the big thing is don't be afraid to fail. I think, you know, in our society today, you know, Instagram, Twitter, it's a highlight reel. Um, you know, it's all the good things. And then when you look at it, you know, you think like, wow, when you have a rough day, your life's not as good as that. Like, you know, you're failing. And I don't think, you know, failure is part of life. That's a part of building character and growing. Like without failure, who would you be? I wouldn't be up here if I hadn't fallen thousands of times, made mistakes. Uh, you know, we all, we all are human. We all have weaknesses. And I think throughout this, just being able to share that and be transparent. I know when I listen to people speak and they share their weaknesses, I'm listening because I can resonate. So I'm not perfect, I'm not Superman. Might be in the NFL and we might have just won the Super Bowl, but hey, we still have daily struggles. I still have daily struggles. So, um, but that's where my faith comes in. That's where my family comes in. And you know, I think when you look at a struggle in your life, just know that you know that's just an opportunity for your character to grow. And that's really just been the message. Simple. Like if something's going on in your life and you're struggling, embrace it. I just thought that was like that's you know what I mean. It took time to just like speak to people just be like hey man like just keep at it you know what i mean like this is not and, and he's right this you had mentioned it before too on something we saw on social media you're like people aren't allowed to fail anymore. no you're, you're chastised not. and you're ridiculed yeah and there you go i mean two years ago he was considering retiring and here he is now the super bowl mvp and he just won the super bowl you know what i mean had one of the greatest two games in a quarterback's history with the NFC championship game and the Super Bowl, And now he's a winner. Now we all love him. Right. But two right. years ago, no one liked him. And he thought they should be kicking rocks. So right. that just shows you fail, fail forward. As they say, well, and now, he did. He even that from the city that was like, yeah, you're not good enough. We're moving on. Uh, he's now back at, and is winning their only Super Bowl ever, ever. As of right now. Yeah, definitely. It was awesome. <laughs> Tom's favorite. Let's get into my uh, favorite thing of the week so we can wrap this up. Uh, it's not really uh, great for radio, but I, I did love it. I'll share it on the uh, Facebook and Twitter. But in Utah, the 4A Divisional Wrestling Championships. Now, you want to talk about a community uh, that is tight-knit and, you know, uh, is there for each other and supporting and, you know, competing uh, every step of the way, it's the wrestling community. And we're not speaking about pro wrestling. We're speaking of amateur wrestling. So uh, this has to be one of the coolest things I think I've ever seen. The electricity went out during the 4A Divisional Wrestling Championships, right? So the Division 4A Wrestling Championships. This is for that sport. It's your yearly, like, yeah, it's your yearly goal. I mean, almost every wrestler that starts out in, like, a high school wrestling like this is that is their goal. Make it to... You know what I mean? Division. division, make it to state, make it to, right? It's it's further right. along. It's beating somebody. And this, and again, yeah, like you said, these communities are not, are real tight. This is the oldest sport in the history of the world that we have here. Uh, right. You know what exactly. I mean? Like it's, yeah. So instead of canceling or postponing because all of these athletes and, and kids, you know, got ready for this day, 
Uh, it was awesome. The fans lit up the gym with their cell phones, and the finals continued. So, again, we'll post this here soon. Uh, it's an amazing spectacle. It's literally like uh, fireflies surrounding a wrestling mat and two guys and two referees you know, competing. Well, not the referees, but the referees are officiating these two competitors, you know, going at it for their dreams. Meanwhile, the community of wrestling is there mm. spotlighting them, giving them the lights they need, even though the gym is not, uh, to get them through this day. And it was spectacular. I loved it. It was awesome. Uh, it shows what an amazing sport wrestling is, shows an amazing way that people can come together and provide for others. You know, because easily everyone could be like, ah, I'm not wasting my battery for this. Let's just have the gym, you know, pay the bill or fix it or whatever, you know. And so I thought, great. I thought it was great. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I thought it was spectacular. So credit to the Utah 4A Divisional State Championship wrestlers and their fans. Tim and Tom. All right, it's Tom. Wayside Waves is an amazing organization. Everybody should check them out. Go just get involved if you got some extra time. If you just want to hang out with some animals, don't send cars into space. I think is our ultimate message uh, this week. I think if we had to really boil it down to a philosophical moral guide, right? It'd be don't send cars into space. Or, or, and it could tie into that. Hey, don't be afraid to fail, even if you are sending cars out into space. It's pretty stupid, but I guess be who you are and try your best. Elon Musk killed a homeless man sending him into space, so. Allegedly, if you know, if he used to fail and now he can do that, so you know, anything is possible. Uh, not even the sky is the limit anymore, Tom. Right? So, apparently not. With that, we will return next week with more Tim and Tom. Fun fact Pink Floyd's album Dark Side of the Moon was on the Billboard 200 for 758 consecutive weeks. That's 14 and a half years. It'll probably be best not to tell me, yeah. You resent me before you offend me. Me, friendly, I'm not for pretending, just winning. We say no. See me getting to that work, you only do it part time. I don't see you catching up, you in for some hard times. You see how big I didn't came up from that small time. Tim and Tom.